Welcome to FitChicks Chat, brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. Our goal is to educate and empower women to take control of their lives through our weekly podcast, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. I am your co-host, Amanda Quinn. I'm also the co-founder of FitChicks Academy, a certified personal trainer, yoga instructor, business coach, and a mom. In each episode, you'll either hear from myself and Laura Jackson together, sometimes solo, as well as from top female experts in the field of fitness, nutrition, and wellness to educate and empower you to take control of your health and your life. Now let's dive into this week's episode of FitChicks Chat, where we have Sarah Gray joining us, and Sarah is the founder of FitTonic. She decided to found FitTonic to make whole body health easier. She's a former NCAA Division I athlete with a biology degree and lifelong interest in the impact of nutrition and movement on our health. An avid athlete, Gray runs, weights, trains, bikes, hikes, swims, yoga, and she is also on the lookout for a new challenge. Along the way, she discovered that as she developed tenacity and resilience by pushing through her fitness boundary, she also developed the tenacity and resilience she needed to transform her life, which kind of came in handy because in her 20s, she was a broke single mom working as a waitress on welfare insurance, sleeping with her infant son in her arms at five months old on a family member's couch. She decided to enroll in law school at that time, determined to provide for him a better life. After graduating with honors, she joined a prestigious law firm as a litigator and developed a successful career. She is now the mother of four sons, married to her best friend and workout partner and crushing new goals daily. Gray understands the feelings of failure, but she also knows what it means to break through and transform your life step by step until you're ready to unleash into a racer's finish sprint. She continues to overcome obstacles, whether it's in the courtroom or on the gym floor, and she created Fitonic for other women who also want to climb mountains who need to do that thing that seemed impossible until it isn't. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hi, everyone. Welcome to FitChicks Chat. I'm Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, I have the amazing Sarah Gray joining me. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Great to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So, guys, I'm going to be talking to Sarah a little bit more about her business side and just, you know, diving in, like, peeling back the curtains, essentially, and talking about how you got started and what, you know, your accomplishments were, your mistakes have been over the years and everything else. So, you have a really interesting story, though, of, um, you know, from where you started to where you are today. Would you mind just sharing that with our listeners to get started? Sure, sure. So, um I'm I'm a three-decade athlete. I've always been very, very involved in movement, fitness, um, sports, and but I, I have only been a business owner for the last handful of years. Um, I grew up in the practice of law, and that really came about because um, when I was 25, I found myself pregnant as a single mom and earning very, very little money, broke and on welfare insurance. My, my son slept in my arms at night on my uh, family member's couch. We'd push the dining chairs up to make it like a makeshift crib for the two of us. And um, we were in what I now refer to lovingly as a, a tight spot. Um, and so, so, you know, <clears throat> I had to figure out a way to support us and, and frankly, just be a human being that my my son could rely on and, and, and admire. And, and I wasn't, 
at that at that stage. So so I worked really hard to to reshape our lives, and I enrolled in, in law school and, and graduated. And it was such a weird, crazy time. You know, I'd be up late at night studying secured transactions, and I'd have a little kid in diapers driving Thomas the Tank Engine over my head. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a really it was really different experience than most of my peers. And uh, but anyway, so. I went into to, to law practice and built a, a very successful practice over over years. Went to work at a prestigious firm, and you know, after fifteen years of doing that, kind of looked back and reflected how how that happened. That wasn't what was supposed to happen for us. So, what was right. different? And I ultimately decided that that what made it different for us was was through in large part, what I had learned through movement and sports and, and fitness in terms of developing resilience and endurance and grit to tenacity, um, you know, that ability to keep going when you just want to stop and, and, and that ability to find strength when, when it's hard to find. And so I thought more and more about how important that is, how central that should be for young girls who are growing, for women who are looking to transition, for, you know, very grown women who are still trying to, to find their place. And, um, and so I wanted to be able to focus in on that miss it, mission and message and really change how we as women talk about our bodies, our movement, our nutrition. And that's what, was, you know, from that um, came Photonic. Awesome. And so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Photonic and just what it represents to you and sort of what it is that you're doing and like the type of impact you're making in the world. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to. So, so Photonic, I've been working on it now for about three years, but we only launched product last summer. So we've had product out for, I guess I don't really know how many months, but uh, you know, maybe, maybe nine months or something. And, um, and so what we, we created a supplement line uh, to support active women to help women um, really achieve their own personal fitness, wellness, body composition goals without losing their minds or their self confidence <laughs> in the process, right? And and so we we launched with two functional protein blends. Um, we've got Wanna Be Fit, which has collagen, guayusa, a number of other things that are great for recovery, uh, obviously great for skin health. And then we've also got Wanna Be Bliss, which is what we call our mood boosting formula, which uses a lot of you know ancient herbs um, in, a, in addition to the protein. We've got a series of new products that we'll be launching this quarter. And, um, and, and then what we've tried to do as a brand is really reshape the messaging and, and how we think about nutrition. And one of the things that's my favorite is we do an athlete spotlight every yeah. week and we find women of all different stages of their fitness journeys and at different ages and things like that. And, and, and really it's, you know, I've always thought of our brand as an ICU brand. You know, I see how hard women are working and, and how many things that they're juggling. And, and we really want to celebrate all of that, that effort, that sweat, and, and the ways that women grow and change through their, their, their wellness and fitness and nutrition. And from a brand perspective then, so because you're, you're looking at it from a, you're trying to look at it from a different perspective. Like how do you see sort of, you know, cause the supplement industry is an industry that is very much a saturated market, like, like all health and wellness, there is so much saturation in health and wellness. If you kind of stay the same, 
How do you see most companies kind of positioning themselves and why did you take this different approach? Was it just to really provide yourself with more of like a niche message? You know, I couldn't find the products that I wanted is why I really did it. Um, and, and so, you know, all of our, the, the proteins that we launched with, they're, they're layered. So it's not just protein, it's a protein plus. There's a lot of different functional ingredients in all of them. And I love, I love all these different things. I was a bio major in school. I've been a nutrition, you know, junkie for years and years and years. I've studied it extensively. And, and I always felt like the nutrition or the supplement world, they were, they kept separating things. They were overcomplicating it. It was hard. You know, people would walk in and they'd feel overwhelmed and unsure of what they needed. They, um, and, and so I wanted to make a, a product that would make it really easy to know what would be the good things if you were going for this outcome, what should I take, you know, simplify it, streamline it. Yeah. Um, and also have it be where it, where it really was directed towards the things that women are interested in. I don't need 50 grams of protein. You know, I don't need my my husband's protein. That's not what I'm looking for. But I also don't want to, you know, I also felt like what was being sold to women was really a lot of uh, damaging weight loss messages and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and not necessarily really thinking through the nutrition piece of it and what were the things that would, would actually get women results they wanted. They felt like more short-term fixes. So, so we tried to distinguish our products there, but, but it is certainly, it is a very saturated market. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of your business, um, do you have any kind of in-person or is your business 100% online? That's such a great question. Uh, when we launched, I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's huge to launch an online presence. It's huge to launch a retail wholesale presence and yeah. I can't do both. So if of I'm going to pick one, uh, I, I decided I would start with an online presence because um, I thought that would have the more momentum and it would give us a little bit more control over the message and it would let us be a brand that had a voice rather than simply a product on a shelf. So we started with an online strategy, but what I have found is you can't ignore the in-person. It just doesn't work to ignore the in-person because online strategies are very expensive. I mean, Facebook ads are very, are pricey and (laughs) And so, so what we're doing now is we're working on a more blended approach. So we've been, um, you know, last weekend we were in Lululemon, um, there for community activity and they were, we were there with, um, with our products. We'll be back there again this coming weekend. Uh, two weekends ago, we hosted our first, uh, Photonic Fit Fest where we had about, yeah, it was great. We had about 150 people there. So we were able to have retail, but it, but it wasn't a brick and mortar. I mean, that was more pop-up. So we're, we're working into pop-up and then we'll work into more of an overall wholesale retail strategy. So your goal is actually to have your own retail store or to be in um, other stores like other chains having your product on shelf? Yeah, our goal won't be to create our own brick and mortar. We would be looking specifically for fitness boutiques. Um, we'd be looking for, uh, you know, health healthy grocery stores, not, not, you know, broad spectrum, but ones that would be yeah. more targeted towards people who want, want a particular kind of product. It's, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and then, you know, we'd also be looking at some different types of what I'll just say broadly physician offices, whether that's a naturopath or, you know, we, we have one doctor that we've just started speaking with where she reports, she doesn't have a single patient who's coming in who doesn't need nutrition support. And right. so we can be a good partner for her to say, you can't touch the client every day, 
but we can because we have an online presence. So right. we can come into our programs that are supported by our products and we can help with the needs that you're, you're spotting in your clients. Very smart. Very cool. Now, in terms of starting your business, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you have faced? And specifically when you're thinking about like your online presence, because I know like the people that are listening today are probably, you know, um, thinking like they're either, I have my own online business or I want to start an online business or something in health and wellness and I'm struggling in certain areas. So, you know, by sharing or hoping that it can help alleviate some of those issues for others. <laughs> Well, okay, here's, here are a few different things uh, <laughs> in no particular order. Um, one is start small because whatever you start with is not going to be what you're going to finish with. So toe dip, um, you know, if you put a lot of money into um, developing your website or developing your, um, your logo, your brand presence, your initial photography, any of those things, mm-hmm. it's not going to be what you're going to use in six months or a year because you're going to learn so much in six months or a year. And you're going to say, oh, I didn't know that really what people wanted to hear about was this, or really the visuals that work are this. And so you're mm-hmm. going to need to redo all of it. So invest <laughs> as, as only as much as it takes to be able to one, start and two, learn. Because right. in my opinion, you know, people who talk about their overnight success stories, you know, okay, I, maybe there are some of those people out there, but for the, far the, and the vast, ma- yeah, the vast yeah. majority of people, whatever business you start, it's going to be a slow grow. So expect that the first solid year is you're learning, you're learning. Yeah. So do enough that you can, one, get your momentum going, and two, you can get your feedback, and then you can pivot as you start to understand your processes. Another thing I would say, you know, so, so invest as little as possible in that front because you're going to redo it. In the front end. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're going to take new pictures. You're going to redo your website. Like, that's going to happen. And guys, that's so true. Like, I can even speak to that because we've been in business for 10 years, and we redo, like, our brand gets a refresh almost every single year. We rework things. We have, I have a photo shoot and a video shoot actually next weekend. Nice. Like it's, it's constant, right? And it has to be because you have to keep it fresh. And I think especially in the online space, you have to constantly be pivoting and changing and growing because it's moving so fast. It's moving yeah. at a rapid pace. You have to continue to learn, grow and change and be ready for change all the time. You can't just stay stagnant. That's right. That's right. You're, and you have to step outside of your comfort zone. So for example, video was a thing that I didn't want to have any part of. <laughs> and here you are. That's right. And you know, we really like, we're, we're working on building out our YouTube channel this year. Uh, you yeah. know, and, um, and so that means that we have a whole new learning curve in terms of the technology piece. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are really savvy with all of the online aspects of it already, but there are a lot of features to it that, you can really stumble and, and fall pretty quickly in terms of, you know, if you don't know what you're doing with Facebook ads and say you just start by launching, let's target everybody in the country. You know, yeah. your ads cost will be really huge. So just with all the pieces, start small. And then the other thing I would say is find people who um, can support you and help you, but start small. There are a lot of people out there who I think want to be experts, hold themselves out to be experts, mm-hmm. and they might not be as helpful to you as the price tag would indicate. Um, And so 
you know, there's that saying like slow to hire, quick to fire, whether they're an employee or a vendor that you're using, you just have to be really, really paid careful attention to what they're delivering to you and, um, and not just what they talk about, you know, it's action matters, not, <laughs> and so, yeah. so just be really, you know, very watchful of what's going on because I think you get, you get in with the wrong vendors or the wrong people who are going to support you and you can, you can blow through a lot of your cash that way too. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find like for yourself, did you hire um, like agencies and everything else when you first started or did you do a lot of stuff on your own? No, I did exactly the thing I'm saying. Don't do it. I hired a lot. <laughs> this is your, one of your biggest mistakes. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Very, very pricey. I, I, I hired a number, you know, different agencies and, and, um, and it is hard to find the right people. It really, really it is. is. Yeah. Um, and it takes time and it takes a lot of trial and error, but I actually just got back from a great conference. It's the third year I've done it with a, a small group of business women, women owners. And, um, and they, maybe I said that backwards, women business owners. And, um, <laughs> and one of the discussions there was, you know, think of the people that you work with the way that you would have, that you think of dating. Like you didn't meet your forever person right away. It takes yeah. time and you're going to, as it was said, you're going to kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> 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 it's going to take a while, but that's why else it's nice to invest, you know, less while you're working through figuring out who are your good parents. And now I know, now I know what I need from people and I know what kind of personality traits that they have, what work styles they have. And now I can spot it so much more quickly than I could before. Right. No. And I, I mean, I totally agree with both of your points because I think back even to when we started our business and, you know, when we started, we did everything. Laura and I did, we were out there putting up posters for ourselves and like doing like the old school, this was 10 years ago. So it was like very different. And this is for our in-person programming before we went to online, but you know, we had her brother build our website and like all this stuff. And like, we went like, we went really low key, but we were still able to like, you know, build our business on that. Like it didn't have to be this super polished look and feel in the very beginning. And we were still able to build a brand and in the background, start building our business and then eventually start hiring the people. But we did the same thing. We hired publicists, we hired, you know, all these things that we realized afterwards that we didn't need. And then we also, one thing that we did is we would hire business coaches and we still to this day have business coaches. And I'm I'm curious if you do, but we have business coaches. um, But, and it's not that they weren't the right fit. It's just that we would see um, where they would help us. And then as we were growing and changing, we would always change and evolve with new coaches because different coaches will bring different things. Just like people, if you're dating, different people bring in different things into your life. It's the same sort of mentality with a coach. Right. And so for us, our coaches have shifted over the years as our business has shifted. Do you have a business coach? Um, sometimes. And one yeah. of the things I just, and, and, and I, and I'll definitely address that business coach piece. But one of the things I just wanted to mention is yeah. when, when I was in that early stage and hiring a lot of these, these higher price vendors, what, what the vendors kept telling me was you only have one chance to introduce your brand and it needs to be perfect. Ah. And they drilled that into my head so many times. And the truth is nobody's no. looking nobody's looking. I mean, you, you have many times to introduce your brand because when you launch your audience is your parents, your best friend, (laughs) every small circle of people who even see it. And so you will have plenty of time to reinvent and revisit and, and reshape. 
So whenever anybody tells you, you've just got the one time to make that first impression, the good news, bad news is your audience is not the whole wide world right away. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> you can take your time about figuring this out. But on the business- That's coach, such a cool, that's such a cool like point. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a good point, bad point. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. In the beginning, it's not the whole world looking. So yeah. yeah. I remember my oldest son was like, mom, not everybody knows you exist. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> You're like, whoa, scale back my ego. <laughs> right, right. Yes. And so, um, so, so with the business coach piece, I, I worked with a business coach during the period of the launch. And I was very nervous about doing that because I thought I have no money coming in and it feels like another spend. But I also am sure that I would not have gotten through the launch without the business coach. Right. Um, and, and so I, I, I worked with Joy Chudikoff. She's, she's based in LA. I'm not based in LA. And it was really happenstance how I came upon her. But she was very, very helpful in part because she kept me accountable. And so right. we would touch base, you know, every single week. And what have you done? And did you get to that thing? And, and I always knew I'd have that call. So I made sure I kept the ball moving forward because I didn't want to have to tell her. No, I've been ignoring this completely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I still maintain my law practice. So that adds a layer of complication in terms of getting everything done all the time. So that was really helpful. Um, I didn't have a business coach last year and I really felt it. Um, and really so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I will be working with a business coach this year for sure. Cool. So you would then, for anyone listening, you would recommend um, looking for a business coach of some sort or some sort of like mentorship or something because it did yes. found that it really helped you. I know for us, it's really helped us. It changes our game completely when we mm-hmm. are working with someone because you're, you know, you can only know so much. You can only learn so much and having an outside perspective, looking down on your business and seeing everything is just, it's so much more helpful because we're so attached to things, right? And we're so like in, it's like, it's a part of us, our business. So you become so like attached to this idea, whereas they can look at it and be like, oh no, that's completely disjointed or you're missing this whole piece, right? And it's very very personal. And so when something's not working right for us, I think sometimes we ignore it because we don't want to have to feel the rejection in a particular spot or something like that. But the other thing is, you know, just like with every other piece, you have to really, um, you have to have to have to own your space in this because you could find a business coach that if you didn't click well or if they you know made you feel uncomfortable or insecure or small or you know s- stupid or any of those things that's not your coach oh if gosh no yeah you know, just like yeah. a trainer just like any yeah. kind of like anyone yeah for sure yeah yeah if you have somebody who isn't invested in you who um who doesn't follow up, all those kinds of things. That's not your coach. I mean, it's really the, the, the voices in your head in those first couple of years are so key. Um, if, if you have people who aren't supportive of you, talk to them less. <laughs> you know, who, who, who are sort of making light of what you're doing, spend less time with them and invest your time in the people who, who are really cheering for you, believing uh-huh. you sincerely and, and lift you up. And because it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And, and just like with, with you know, f- uh, fitness and nutrition, it's more a mental game than anything else. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, you touched on this earlier when you were just saying, you know, that it's, um, 
like about the overnight successes, like they're far and few between. Like when you see it, you see ads all over the place right now of all yeah. these like, oh, 60 yeah. days to like seven figures, that kind of thing and whatever. And, it, and it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying, in my opinion, it's far and few between. We've been in business yeah. for 10 years and, you know, we've accomplished a lot. We've grown our business in a very um, way that we are extremely grateful. But it's, you know, it, it is, it's 10 years of hard work. Now, what do you say to someone listening right now who is like, anxious to get started and has expectations of success immediately because I know that this is one thing especially when it comes to online business a lot of people do think that they're going to put their stuff out there and then they're going to have people flooding to it and sometimes you put your stuff out there and you have crickets and you you know you have to kind of take it back to the drawing board and not necessarily change the program but tweak other small things and it's like but it's getting rid of the idea that like if you put it out there and it doesn't get picked up right away it's not a failure. It's just a rework, in my opinion. Yeah, you know that you know that saying from that movie years ago, like if you build it, they will come. Not yeah. true. That's yeah. not how this works. <laughs> Maybe it was like a baseball stadium. I think that was what it was for. Yeah, yeah. If you build it, then you need to go and drive to their house and pick them up and ask them politely if they'll enjoy <laughs> you know, that road trip and then bring them there. Um, but like. The, the, I, I just, I don't even pay attention to overnight success. I, I give them as much attention as I do seeing an ad, like you'll lose 20 pounds in 10 days. That gets us, yeah. you know what I mean? I believe it as, as much as, 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 as that. And, um, and every single business owner I've talked to, which is more than I can count over, over this process is it is a long, slow grow. And, and the first year, is I remember I met one woman and she said, the first year is just an embarrassment. (laughs) And she said, and the second year is less embarrassing. And then the the third year you start to figure some things out. And so, you know, I just think it's really, really important for people to know it's going to take time. And in the online space, I remember thinking that online space was was the more accessible because I didn't need anybody's permission right? Like with a, with a wholesale account, you need to get the permission to get on the shelf and on an online, online you don't, but the online market, you have every product out there and algorithms matter. And you've got, you know, pay-per-click that's going to come into play. Um, you know, you've got Facebook ads that are expensive. You will have a really big marketing piece unless you can figure out some small grassroots campaigns. And some people are great at that, but even those take time and they, and, 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 and even those are few and far between. So you're going to have to try a lot of different strategies before you really start to get your footing. And then even once you get your footing, it's still a slow grow. Agreed. I totally agree. It's something that's just, you know, and I think the only thing that I would like to add to that too is like, if you are starting your business and you are seeing the slow grow happening, Mm -hmm. that's like a huge win guys. Like know that that's a great thing. The only time that you need to, well, every, I think that every single launch that you do in every single like few months, you should be like, you should be watching your numbers and paying attention. We pay attention on a daily basis. We watch our numbers, but it's like, you need to know your numbers. You need to know your stats. You need to pay attention. And if you start seeing that they're going backwards, they're going in the wrong direction. That's when you're like, okay, what do I need to fix? What do I need to change? How do I need to like, what do I need to pivot in order to make this continue to move forward and have momentum? Um, or if you start getting 
stale. Like if you just, if your sales just are kind of the same across the board, if you don't see any growth happening, you need to continue to investigate and figure out those missing pieces to continue to have momentum and growth. Because they say like in business, like, you know, if you're the same, then you're dying, right? Like it's, if you're not having any kind of growth, then you're kind of like dying slowly. So you don't want to ever be in that position. So always looking at a way, even if it's just one new client or two new clients or whatever a month or whatever that looks like for you, as long as you're having growth, I think that you're always going in the right direction, but you still need to kind of always be paying attention to your business at the same time. Right. Yeah. And know that everything you do is an opportunity to learn. So for example, we, when we started our, our programs, right, we started with a, we did a beta version of a six week um, fitness challenge and we put together a really, really sweet package. It was more value than anything I've ever gotten at that price point as a consumer. And I was so proud of it. And we launched it and we got great feedback, terrific testimonials. And then we said, okay, great. That was our beta version. Now let's go out and we'll, we'll do another six week challenge. And what we learned is, wait, you're having to like convert over and over and over rather than um, putting in something in place where once somebody comes to you for, you know, help and support on a training program, they stay with you until they opt out. You know what I mean? So it's some of those things that it just takes time to learn what will work and not just from either a product or a program, but also in how you deliver it and um, whether it comes to them through video or what, you know, what format you choose, but then also your sales process so that, you know, you're not, you're not always banging your head against the wall, trying to like restart over and over. So, so well, a yeah, lot of that like takes having, time too. Of course. It's, it's sort of like, um, like Russell Munson talks about this with like, he talks about like a value ladder system and having like having somewhere to move people. Right. Cause once they're in and they want to purchase something from you guys, it's like, they usually want to buy something else. They're an engaged right. audience, especially if they really enjoyed their experience. So if you have nothing else to offer them at that point, you're really, it's a loss of opportunity for them. For, um, and for you, for both right. sides. And so you always want to make sure that you have somewhere to move them forward. And that's like your value ladder. So you should have some sort of a subscription-based system. And then you should have some entry-level offer and then some higher-end offers. And then mm-hmm. it just needs to go up until it's kind of like your VIP sort of experience. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Now, um, what would you say in terms of business? We talked about your mistakes and some issues. What would be be like your highlight? Like what would be one of the biggest successes or accomplishments that you personally are just so proud of? I'll tell you one that happened recently that pride is not even the word. Um, I think maybe satisfaction and and maybe that's not even right, but just the sense of, of like, just real sincere gratitude, joy, peace about it. Um, we, you know, the, the, the last eight weeks setting aside this very last week were the busiest of my whole life, my whole life. And I've been plenty busy in my life. Um, but we had, you know, it was the close of my calendar year. And so I had all sorts of things that were going on, um, you know, even outside of the tonic and, and then we decided with about 37 days before we did it, that what we wanted to do was have a photonic fit fest. And, yeah. and, and, and I won't bore you with the reasons that I decided to commit to it. Cause they're all really like, you know, airy fairy, but there are, a couple, <laughs> there, there are now a couple of things where if, if that happens, 
I'm, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to pay attention when the universe taps me on the shoulder instead of, you know, smacks me across the face. And I got this signal that it was like, you need to do this. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll jump in. Let's see if I can make this happen. (laughs) And I remember I was asking, you know, um, Heather, uh, who's my, my right hand. And I said, do you think we can pull this off in 37 days? And I love her. She said, Sarah, I'm the kind of person who believes you can do whatever you want. I was like, okay, let's see. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so in, in a very short period of time, we put together a full day um, conference that had a summit in the morning with probably about eight or 10 different speakers. Uh, in the afternoon, we brought together three different fitness, local fitness boutiques. We brought together about 10 or 15 vendors who are all health and fitness focused. Uh, we, I mean, it was just this beautiful, we sold out in the summit. We filled the whole floor for the afternoon festival and we got tremendous feedback. It was this really, really wonderful coming together. And we've got rave reviews on it. And many people, are you coming back next year? Will this be an annual event? And heck yeah, it will be an annual event. But (laughs) I remember standing there in the afternoon watching, you know, 150 women all, you know, sweating together, surrounded by these vendors, Mm -hmm. you know, after listening to these brilliant speakers. And I just felt so at peace, like, like we can do really impossible things. Like we pulled this together in such a short period of time and it was a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful experience. It was great. Congratulations. No, that sounds amazing. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> 37 days, that's big. Cause we've been talking about doing a conference, a FitchX conference for like two years and we just never mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> we just don't take action on it. We're just like, we'll do it later. We'll do it. Well, well you know, that, that's one of the things that I have learned in the last year is sometimes it is simply picking the date and doing either announcing it. Yeah. <laughs> like once that Facebook, you know, calendar event goes out or once you put the deposit down, what are you going to do? And, 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 you know, I'll tell, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like we were, we were just, just because I think it's so important for business owners to hear this or people who are yeah. thinking about it. We were maybe 20 days out. And I remember I, I called Heather and I said, Heather, this isn't going to come together. And I, and I, I am going to have to pull the plug. And my, my, my debate is what is harder, the humiliation of everybody knowing that I pulled out or the humiliation of me being at this Photonic Fit Fest, and it's just me and nobody else in the room. And, and that was a, a really honest conversation that we had. And by the yeah. end, I thought, in six months, I can live better with the, I did it and it didn't work, than living with the, I gave up. So, right. so we just plowed ahead. Because this is the great thing that Heather said. She said, Sarah, you're forgetting the third option. What if we work really hard and it's super successful? I was like, oh, oh right. Heather, sound, Heather sounds like the type of person everybody needs. <laughs> everybody needs a Heather in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Now, in terms of your goal with your business, because I know that you're in growth stages right now and you're in development and everything else, what is sort of the end goal that you have in your business? Oh, well, you know, I would love, so my, my end goal is I'd love to have Photonic have an international presence. You know, that is a baby step move because there's a lot that has to get figured out, right? Mm -hmm. When you, when you start to have international shipping and there's a lot of, uh, you know, other laws that come into place, particularly with supplement. Um, So I'd love to be able to, to have it be an, have an international presence um, Mm -hmm. with, with product and then also have a multifaceted offering so that we have multiple streams of, of revenue. um, Some that, you know, that are product based 
and I'm just being honest because there, there are fewer women who have product-based businesses than service-based businesses. And it's really important to me to, to carve out space and, and to let other women feel more confident in building product-based businesses. So we definitely want that, but we also do want to have um, other streams of revenue that don't have the cost of goods that are involved right. in the product-based side. And, um, and then be able to have um, you know, partnership brands, um, whether it would be apparel or things like that, where we can grow and, and really everything, um, you know, ultimately having some brick and mortar, even if it's not with the, the products that we have, but related mm -hmm. brick and mortar so that there's like essentially a family of brands that all center on fitness and nutrition and are there to support active women, um, you know, accomplishing their goals and, and really having a, a, a healthy mindset and, and space to, to do that. Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> That's such a clear, I like that it's so clear too, that you're very clear as to like where you want to go with this. Oh, I love um, that you said that. That's on my, yeah. that's on my 2019 vision board, clarity. <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like you are clear though. It seems like you do have clarity. And I think that's one of the things that will help people in business move forward. Because mm -hmm. if you, if you're not clear as to where you want to go, then you'll have no, you'll have no means to get there, right? You don't, you can't develop a plan if you don't even know where you want to go. So yes. it's, I think having clarity is so key. Now, um, last question for you is if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice that you wish that you knew when you were opening your business that you don't know, what would that be? Oh, I hate to admit this, but it, it doesn't help to give any, uh, you know, fit, you know, answer that's not, not the full truth. If yeah. I could go back and do it, what I would do is the day that I pressed go. And I mean, bef well before launch, I mean, you know, back. You're talking the like the day you made the decision. Yes. The day, that, yeah. the day that I grabbed my domain name, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that day, what I would do is I would get a really good bookkeeper that I trusted and a really good, not a financial advisor who sells you products, but I mean, a, a, whether it's an accountant, because bookkeepers often don't do this piece, but another human being who could sit down with me and, and help hold me accountable and walk me through the financial aspect of it because you can burn through so much money um, when you aren't careful. And if you don't have, um, you know, a good plan or if, yeah. if, if some of the accounting aspects are new to you, I mean, I've managed our family budget forever and ever, but a business budget is really different than managing your yeah. family budget. And, um, and sometimes the cost all in can be very expensive when you're particularly when you have products. So, so that would be the one thing is I, I, it took me a year and a half before I even got a bookkeeper involved. Oh, wow. And, yep. <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I actually just yesterday connected with a new person. I did finally about six months ago have somebody really start sitting down and helping me think through the numbers, but I have somebody else I'm going to be transitioning to. And I think that that's, that's essential because at the end of the day, I think a mistake that a lot of women make, myself included, right, is you, you have a dream, you're passionate about something, you want to build something, and, and it's so much a passion project that you forget if it is not also a revenue generator, your passion will flame out, not because yeah. you stop caring about it, but because you cannot finance it. So you have to own the fact that you should, that you can and should and really must generate revenue. Yeah. 
No, and that's, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think it is a part that a lot of people don't necessarily pay that much attention to. Like I said, like we now look at our numbers on a daily basis. We look at our revenue stream, we look at our critical numbers, we look at all of our social media, our downloads, like everything. Every single morning, that is what we do. That's how we start I love every it. single day as part of our team. And it's, but being so on top of your numbers is like, it is totally a huge shift in your business because then we're very aware. Our whole team looks at this together. And so we all know exactly where our business is, where we're going, where we need to work a little harder and things like that. And it's, it just provides that clarity. And also what you said about having a good bookkeeper and accountant. So we have both. We have a bookkeeper who does our day-to-day sort of books, like files, everything. But then we have a corporate accountant that does our accounting. He's our strategist, guys. So like, he's the guy that comes to us. And his name's Ron. So Ron, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> Ron's the best. Because Ron, what he does is he says, hey, guys, I feel like we could probably like, he's like, well, why are your marketing spends so extravagantly different from this year to this year? What's Mm -hmm. happening here? What is going on with this month to month? Your Q1 is a lot higher than Q2. Why is this the case? And he asks the right questions so we can be like, either we have the answers or we got to figure out what those answers are. Right. right. And it allows for us to really kind of think about our business. And he's like, well, it looks like all your revenue comes in in this zone how can we spread it out so that your workload also isn't so heavy in the front end? Like he thinks about it from so many different aspects. Um, and so having somebody do that, mm-hmm. who is so strong when it comes to like, cause that's their expertise mm-hmm. will completely be a game changer for your business. I 100% agree with you. And it's, yeah. you know, and I know that a lot of times when people are starting out, they're like, well, I can't really afford to have someone come and do my books. I can't really afford, like, even if you look for someone to do right. it, like, even just a bookkeeper to help you, to support you in some way, even if you do it as a barter, you give them some services, you give them some product or whatever. Like, even if you have to do it that way in the beginning, whatever you need to do, I do recommend as you do, have someone that you have on your team that is supporting you in that area, unless that is something you're really strong in because, right. yeah, because you yeah, can start yeah. spending money and you're right. like, yeah, you, you can't. Yeah. You yeah. can't afford to not, you can't afford to not, unless exactly. it's something that's right in your wheelhouse. And I'm, I'm, I know numbers. I'm yeah. good with that, but, but oh, me too, as, but the, it's as not- the entrepreneur, you care so much about building the thing that yeah. it's really hard. You know, you, you might have a mindset where you're a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, they're visionaries. And mm-hmm. so you're always like big picture, big picture, big picture, and getting into the minutia of, you know, this line item and this line item, it's maybe not your specialty. I would love to know what your daily process is though. Does that go out on like an email? Do you have a dashboard? How do you, how does everybody on your team (laughs) know that information and and how do you collect it? Yeah, no. So that's a good question. So we have someone on our team, our programs manager, she manages the whole document and she updates it daily. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's through a Google, uh, Google sheets. We just share it through that. That's awesome. Simplest way. Simplest way to just, everybody has access to it. Everybody can see it at any given time. No problem. And then during, we do a daily meeting every single morning. And in that meeting, she presents it so that we can just review all of our numbers. That's smart. She just presents it and just highlights anything that is like a shift, whether it's a positive or a negative. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's actually brand new. It's like a brand new process that we've implemented mm-hmm. um, that comes from Alex Sheffron and his strategies. And so it's, and he's a business coach and uh, it's really like, it's really made a huge difference in our business. Yeah. I, I have on my, we actually put in our cards that go out with our, our packages. We started sending a lot of different, uh, you know, collateral out with our, our, 
our shipments. And, and one of them is a little, it has our review card on one side and then it has a quote card on the other side, which I love. And I end up putting the quote cards up around our hat, but one of them says, you know, where your focus goes, your energy flows. And that's true for numbers. If you just bury yeah. your head in the sand, you're not going to have the results you want. And so you have to be, you have to force yourself to focus on them until it just becomes habit that you're checking them consistently. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. It's just a habit. It's a new habit that you just have to build in. Yeah, sure. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. Honestly, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing all of your wins and any of your, you know, I want to say lessons <laughs> and everything else. But why don't you tell our listeners before we sign off um, how they can find out more information about you and about any of your upcoming programs? Oh, sure. Sure, sure. So um, our website is uh, at phytonicbody.com. Well, not at, but you know, (laughs) phytonicbody.com. That's F-I-T-O-N-I-C body.com. That's our social handle as well, phytonicbody um, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, We also are building out our YouTube channel, which I think is just phytonic. And and then we also have, you know, both our products on our website. We have great, uh, we've had great success on Amazon with our products. Um, and so you can purchase them off of Amazon. And then um, also our training programs, which we're moving to a subscription, uh, but those can be found on our website as well. Perfect. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening, Sarah. Again, thank you so much for your time today. And um, guys, of course, you can also check out fitchicksacademy.com for our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification. And on there, you can also under our free stuff tab is where you can also find more information about this interview with Sarah, as well as all of her links to her sites. All right. Thank you guys again. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love the show, we would love it if you could head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review to help us spread the Fit Chicks love. We release a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.